Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. But hey, June already. Can you believe it? I mean, June, for crying out loud, it goes faster. It's a slippery slope, I can tell you. And you know, uh, God has been doing some amazing things. We're getting testimonies right across the body. Uh, Even for those online, welcome today. You know, God is doing stuff all over the place. It's fantastic. And we've been going through Ezekiel 47 pretty much all year, haven't we? You know, going on that journey um, uh, from, uh, you know, the temple uh, to the river, the flow of God, and, and to find that journey that God has for, for each one of us as individuals and, of course, collectively as a church. Um, and I, I've got to tell you, it's been like nothing I've ever seen before. God is doing a new thing, and I'm excited. And uh, I'm embracing everything that God is doing. But everything, every journey starts somewhere. And in verse 6 of Ezekiel 47, we see here that um, in verse 6, he said, He asked me, Son of man, do you see this? You probably heard me say that scripture 50 times already this year. But it's so important. The goal for you and I is to see what God sees and build according to his plan because we know that we will have success. If we build according to his plan, we know it's guaranteed for success that we would see it and do whatever it takes to attain it. That's our journey. That's the journey. The journey of the river that flowed from the temple to the sea ended up in a place of abundance. Ended up in a place of prosperity. Ended up in a place where people were just living life to the full. Everything was there. Everything that they needed. Everything was provided. They were there and they lived in that and enjoyed it. And that's God's promise and plan for all those who believe in Jesus as their saviour. Let's have a look at uh, 47. Just give you a bit of background here if you're visiting, if you're new. Verse 6, we read that scripture. He asked me, son of man, do you see this? Then he led me back to the bank of the river. When I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. And he said to me, this water flows towards the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah, where it enters the Dead Sea. When it empties into the sea, the salty water becomes fresh. Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There will be large numbers of fish because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. So where the river flows, everything will live. Fishermen will stand alongside the shore from El Gedi to El Elagam. There will be places for spreading nets. The fish will be of many kinds, like the fish of the Mediterranean Sea. The good news is that all of this was built for God's people to enjoy. 
It had, a, it had a destination. It had a purpose. It had a plan that had flowed from the temple and that water, wherever it went, brought life and it increased, 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 increased into a place where there was just fullness. Everything, everything was there. And why is this so important for us today? Because... It's like picking up a brochure at a travel agency. Now, I went and picked one up on Hawaii because I like Hawaii. Who likes Hawaii? It's way too expensive, but it's an absolutely beautiful place. So I picked this brochure up, and I'm, I'm looking at this, this brochure, and, um, you know, the, the beaches, the, the landscape, you know, the, the surf, um, the hotel rooms look fantastic. I mean, this, this sort of gives you a little bit of a picture, a little bit of an idea of the journey to this place. This is what you're going to see. This is what's going to happen. And I've got to tell you, you pick up a brochure, you begin to look at it, flip through it, and all of a sudden you think, you know, I can do this. Wouldn't that be good? Let's plan a holiday. You know, all of a sudden a desire begins to rise up of, you know what, uh, I, could, I could maybe work a, a night shift a, a couple of times a week and then pick up some extra cash and, uh, you know, we'll take the kids' pocket money and, uh, you know, we'll put that, which is quite substantial, I would imagine, these days. You know, we'll pull it together, we'll do whatever it takes. You know what, we're going we're gonna to have a holiday in Hawaii. I'm excited about it now. I've got the board shorts and everything. We're going to do this. Something rises within you when you pick up the brochure and you start to have a look. You think, man, you know, wouldn't that be cool? Pearl Harbor, being there, Missouri. Whew, powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. It's just like that. It's, it's just like that. You see the plan that God has for your life. When you begin to see the journey that God has mapped out, has planned out for you, you know, there's a desire that begins to rise up. I want more of God. You know, I don't just want this religious habit that happens in a person's life. No, no, I want to know him. I want the presence of God. I want to be able to walk in this that everyone's so excited about, everyone's talking about. This isn't religion, this is life. And there's a journey, there's a river that flows to a destination. And if I can see that destination, you know what? It's just gonna, it's gonna well up within me and I'm gonna have it. I'm gonna have it. If that's not your Christian life, man, you're missing out. If, that, if that's not your journey, then you're not on a journey. Amen? It's all there. He's got it for you. Stirs up something in your heart for that place that God has for you and your family. Three things that this brochure, you know, this, this brochure will, will show us today. Number one is that it's doable. I mean, everything's set here. I don't have to go to a foreign land and build a hotel. You know, I don't have to organise any resorts or stuff. No, no, it's all here. It's in the brochure. It's already been done. 
It's doable. It's doable. All I've got to do is, is somehow get there. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. God has already got a plan for your life. He's already built the destination. It's already there. It's done. It's doable. I'm not talking about eternity. That will happen whenever that happens. I'm talking about life right now, right here and now. It's doable, but you must see it. This is what the brochure does. I can see it. I can see it. So it's doable. I remember walking into a church for the first time, 1980, And I was new to church life. I didn't, I never grew up in church. I, I never had a Christian family. I had nothing like that. So I walk into this church and uh, these people were happy. And that really shocked me because I didn't know any happy people. They were happy. So, you know, in my cynical first day at church, you know, viewpoint, I'm thinking, oh, they were bunging it on. They're all bunging and on. That's a facade. No one can be happy like that. No one's happy like that. And, but then the more I came, I started to think, you know what? I think they are happy. I think they would go to a few barbecues with those church people. You know, and everyone had a good time. You know, went home and, you know, never got booked for DUI on the way home. You know, used to wave at the booze bus, not a problem. And these people were happy. And I thought, you know what, I want that. I can see it. But I want that. See, the place I came from, there was no happiness. All of my relations, all of my, my extended family that I knew, it was just dysfunction. I had, an, I had a, a, a lady in our family, a member, I won't name her, but... She probably passed away now, but oh my goodness. She knew just how many pills to take. So when life got tough, what she would do, she would, she would take those pills. And it was every month. A broken woman. A broken woman. Five kids and lost. Lost. She would do it so regular. She knew the Ambos by first name basis. And we would watch it growing up, just, oh, yeah, yeah, she's off the hospital again. Got a stomach pump to come back, and there'd be, there'd, there'd be a week of peace after she got back from the hospital. A week of peace. See, that's where I come from. And I walk into a place where Jesus is Lord, and they're happy. They're happy. I'd never seen it. But when I saw it, I thought, I want that. Desire rose within me. Gee, that looks good. Gee, that looks good. They're happy. I want that. It's doable. I can do that. How do you get that? What do I need to do? The desire rose within me. And I quote this scripture nearly every week and 
John 10.10 said, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. And I will keep reading it. I will keep declaring it. I will keep prophesying it over every single life in this room until you see it. Until you see it. I am not giving up on your journey. I am not, I know the destination. I've seen the destination and it's good. And I want that for each and every one of you today. Because I know what it was like without it. And I want that for you. It's doable. It's doable. Don't be cheated anymore. Don't be robbed anymore. Stops today. Amen? Stops today. But the brochure will always tell you, number two today, that there's a cost. There's a cost associated with getting to the destination. The cost involved. You know that eternal life is free. We know Jesus paid the price for us for eternity. Amen. Oh, we can't earn that, we can't buy that, we're not good enough for that. We took communion this morning to remember that, that salvation is free. It's paid by the sacrifice of our Saviour for those who accept him as their Lord. We know that. But the destination that we're looking at here today is living the best life now, the best future possible for ourselves and for our generations to follow. That's what we're looking at now. We know it's doable. But there's a cost. And Paul shows us this cost in Philippians 3.10. He said, I want to know Christ, yes. To know the power of his resurrection, the participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so as somehow attaining resurrection from the dead. I want to know him. That's your, that's, that's your price. Paul, a persecutor of the church, who saw the light, literally, saw the light, knocked him off his horse found Jesus to be real and did a 180-degree turn. A 180-degree turn and a desire rose within him to know Christ. He knew. He was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He knew the, the, the Torah backwards. He knew all the religious angles to come from. But he spent the rest of his life knowing him. Knowing him. Desire rose. The cost is a, con a consistent pursuit of knowing him. Because the more you know him, the more you become like him. The more you know him, the more you become like him. Like him. I wonder, is that our testimony? Become like him. And that right there is the best day of your life. The best day of your life. This is the core of living a victorious life in Christ. It's the core of it. It's without knowing Jesus, all, all the joy and fulfillment is governed by my circumstances. 
You know, am I happy today? Well, you know, this went bad and that didn't happen. I was expecting that to happen. You know, I didn't get that promotion. I didn't get that. No, I'm not happy today. Everything within is governed by circumstances from without. But see, when you know him, when your pursuit is knowing him, going after knowing God, it does something. It changes something on the inside. And then it doesn't matter about circumstances. It doesn't matter what's happening over there or there or there. I'm not in fear. I've got a desire. I've got this, this excitement of life that is rising up within me because I know Christ. I know him. It's powerful. Philippians 4, 12, 13. This is what Paul said. He said, I know what it is to be in need. And I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content. Do you want to know? I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. You've got to get to know him. That's the cost. If you're going to get to the destination, if you're going to enjoy the journey, if your journey is going to end in life and life to the full, you've got to know him. And I've got to tell you, that's more than just a a couple of hours on a Sunday, folks. That's a 24-7 desire in your heart. I've got to tell you, I, I have a constant appreciation, gratefulness for God coming into my life. It's not hard for me. I know what he saved me from. I'm so thankful. I am so thankful. And with that heart, And with that motivation, I come before his throne daily and he's right there. He's right. I don't have have my shopping list. You know, I don't have, you know, when I'm desperate, I'll, I'll get on one knee. No, 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 no. It's every day. I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful for what he's done. Third thing that the brochure will show you is the rewards. I mean, I can't find a golf course in here. It's like, don't do this to me. Oh, putt, putt. Please. What an insult to a golfer. Put a putt, putt thing in there. No, I'll still go. <laughs> Thought about it. The rewards. Fantastic. Oh, okay, sorry, I'll get back. And I got wrapped up in the destination there for a moment. But you've got to keep looking at the brochure and reminding yourself of how good this is going to be. You've got to keep looking at the brochure and say, we're not there yet. 
We have to work a couple more hours and, you know, we have to sacrifice a little bit more. We have to pay a little bit of a cost here and there, you know. But, but hey, but hey, have a look. Remind yourself where we're heading. Remind yourself of how good this can look. Remind yourself you could be one of those happy people. Oh, yeah. It's doable. Pay the cost. You know what I love about going to different destinations? Is the world becomes so much bigger. And so do I. So do I. You see life from a, a bigger perspective. You know, I grew up in Wynnum. Um, and it wasn't the Wynnum of today, let me tell you. It wasn't the Wynnum of today. We had a movie theatre down there on the foreshore called The Flea Pit. And you, um, you wouldn't know, many, well, a few wouldn't know in the room, I guess, but they had the old canvas seats. Who remembers the canvas seats in the cinemas? Oh, yeah, okay. Canvas seats. And I don't know if they ever cleaned them. <laughs> but canvas should bend, right? <laughs> canvas should be flexible. They weren't. But, you know, Wynnum, I, I grew up there. That's where I did my primary school years, Wynnum State School, uh, from grade sort of one to seven, uh, one to six. Um, grade seven and eight, we moved to Tawong, right, on the west of Brisbane. Moved to Tawong, went to Tawong State School, grade seven, Tawong High School, grade eight. And then we moved to Miami High School on the Gold Coast, Right? One night, everyone packed up everything and we just went. It was called doing the bunk. You know what I'm talking about, do you? It's when the rent gets backlogged so far, you've got to get out of there. So we moved as far away as possible down to Miami. And, um, and so we, I went to Miami High School for grade nine. And I don't know, the rent must have been <laughs> a bit... <laughs> <laughs> a bit more expensive in Miami because we went back to Wynnum uh, for me to do grade 10, which I failed that year. I don't know why. <laughs> and um, so I, was, I couldn't wait to get back. Like my mates, we had, we had the, the crew, right? Yeah, everyone in primary school, you grow up with, a, with a, a, a crew, a few blokes, a few boys, right? And so I had a couple of mates that were with me from, from year one to year six, and we were the, we were the guys, you know. And it was Rick, Rick Wright and uh, uh, Alan Danvers uh, was the other mate. And the three of us were like three amigos. We just did everything together. And so I'm coming back to Wynnum High School. Great, I can't wait to see my mates. I'm like, I haven't seen them for years, you know. We were the crew. We were the boys. It was just fantastic. I get back there. And uh, it, was, it was different. See, they were the same. Because they never left. They just grew up there. You know, the one school, this grade 10 is like, they never left. I left. I was different. It had all changed because I had changed. 
See, we started this church with just a handful of people in 1995. And um, we were called to something much bigger. I didn't understand it. I didn't know how we were going to get there. But, you know, God had called us to something bigger. So I started, you know, I mean, we were birthed out of a Toronto meeting, you know, in Canada in the, in, the, in the revival that they were happening. Um, and uh, we're just only a, a, a few, couple of years old as a church and I'm off to the Brownsville revival. I spent time in, in Hull with the Gots. You know, they were having a revival in England. And it's like you've got to get out there to, to see it bigger than it is today because God had called us to something bigger. The first 13 years, we could have sat there as a prime, as a, uh, you know, just a, a, a pioneer church, you know, and just sit there. No, we had, we had convoys going to Hillsong Conference for the first 13 years. Where's Mike? Where's Mikey? Oh, he's up on stage somewhere. He's, he's, he's hiding behind there. But, you know, we had families. We had sometimes 60 people that would go down to Hillsong Conference every year. And they were children's workers. They were musicians, you know. They were pastors. It was just, it was just amazing. Why? Because we were called to something bigger. It didn't matter what the cost was. We'd seen it. And God has called every believer in this room to something bigger. Don't be satisfied where you're at. Don't be small. God's called you to something far bigger, far bigger than you are right now. And the more we get to know Him, the greater the rewards. The more we get to know Him, the greater the rewards. Paul teaches in 2 Corinthians 4, 7 to 9, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God, not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. It's the DNA of God. It's the DNA of God to take a small world people and build them to conquer the world. To conquer the world. We're not here to reside. We're here to conquer. Our journey is not about, you know, within a 50-mile radius. No, it's, it expands the, the world. Our destiny, our future, the DNA of God. You know, I just came back. Uh, Anne and I went down for Pastor Andrew Evans's funeral in Adelaide. And um, a life celebrated. There were thousands of people. In the building, was, it was full, completely full. Online, there were thousands and thousands, of, watching all over the world. Watching all over the world. And, you know, I did not see one person cry. Because it wasn't a mourning. It was a celebration. It was a celebration of life. And life lived well. 
to see his two sons, Russell Evans and Ashley Evans, pastoring Influences Church in, in Australia and in the world and, and Planet Shakers Church and, and, you know, the legacy, the people that have come out of that one church, Paradise Church, because of one man. called to something bigger. Yes, you. Us collectively of a church, as a church, sure, but, but you. I don't know where you're at right now. I don't know where you're at right now. You, you might be in a place right now. You might be in a place right now, you know, that you're still being robbed. You're still being cheated because you don't know him. You haven't accepted, you haven't stepped into his world. You might have been invited by someone today and, and, you know, praise God, they love you enough to do that. Because in a moment, I'm going to give you an opportunity to say yes and meet Jesus for the very first time. I'm going to give you that chance, that opportunity in just a moment. But you need to think about this. I was at that funeral yesterday. It, it was a celebration of a life well lived. And I've got to tell you, that's the journey. That's the destination. That your generations, that those people in your world will celebrate a life well lived. I want that for you. The only way that happens is if you, you say yes and get to know Him. That's the only way the journey begins. It starts with yes. It starts with a brand new start. A brand new start starts with yes. I'm going to give you that opportunity right now. Right now, I want you to think about, why don't we all just close our eyes and bow our head, just give someone here privacy to, to be able to just to make that decision. Do you want it? Do you see it? Do you see there's something bigger than you right now? Do you see there's something greater for you? than what you're already living? Do you see there's a, a greater opportunity, a better life that awaits? You just need to know Him. That's all I did. I just walked into a church. It wasn't the church, wasn't the denomination. It was meeting Him. That changed my life. That was over 40 years ago. I don't regret a day. I don't regret a day. But if that's you, you need to think about that right now, right now, right now. The Holy Spirit's moving right across this room. And, and you might be feeling a little bit uncomfortable in here right now. Your heart might be beating a little bit in your chest. That's okay. That's okay. That's just God knocking on the door saying, okay, today. Today it changes. Today it turns around. Today is your brand new start. And if you're going to say yes to the Holy Spirit that's knocking on your heart right now, I'd ask you to put your hand up right now. Right now, straight up, straight down. Let me see it. Straight up. Where are you? Come on, I know you're here. I can feel it. Thank you, sir. Uh, Ma'am up there. Sir, I can't see behind me. Come on, there's more. There's some over here. Where are you? So, yep, that's me. Hey, you darling. Please don't scratch your head. It throws me off. Come on, where are you? There's more. I can feel it. The Holy Spirit is so, so real and so strong. 
You need to say yes. You need to meet him today. We have up there. Thank you. Thank you. Some more. Where's some more? There's probably a whole family. Thank you. Come on. How many? Three, four, five. Come on. There's more. Straight up. Say yes. Today. Today's your day. Don't miss this. Today. Every, every believer in this room is praying for you. You say, you know, Pastor, you're pushing a bit. You better believe I'm pushing. You better believe I'm pushing. It's not about numbers. It's about souls for eternity, a life that can be celebrated, a journey in Him. I know how good it is. I I want that for you. I don't want you to miss that. Come on, there's more. Where are you? One more. One more, one more, one more. Thank you. I was waiting for you. The Holy Spirit was right on you there before. I I couldn't take my eyes off your face. I didn't want to embarrass you though. Good call. Proud of you. Come on. Any more? Up the back, right up there. Okay, I see your hand. All right, why don't, why don't we just stand for a moment, everybody? I'm going to ask those who raised their hand if you would come and stand down here because I'm, I want to pray for you and start you on this journey. If, if you're bold enough to raise your hand, you're bold enough to stand with me in prayer. Give them a praise. Come on, leave your seats. Come on down. You said yes. Let me pray with you. Let me pray for you. Come on, ma'am. Up the back up there. Thank you. Come on down. It's okay. Bring friends, family, someone you've got with you, someone brought you, bring them down. Come on, we're over here, up the back there. Keep coming, keep coming. Come on, put your hands together. These people are, are legends. Come on, where are you? There's more. You raised your hand. Jesus said, if you stand before me, before man, I will stand before your Father in heaven for you. Come on, is there more? I think there's a couple more, isn't there? A couple of men? Was there a couple of men? Okay, you ready? This is what we're going to do. It's real simple. I'm just going to get you to follow me in a prayer, and we're all going to pray. We're all going to pray together. It's going to be a simple prayer. It's just the beginning. It's just, it's just saying yes and we start the journey. And Pastor Steve and our pastoral team, what we'll do is we'll, we'll just take you aside for five minutes, get you a Bible, get you whatever you need, pray with you. It'll only be five minutes and you're back in the service. You're back in the service. And, um, but we want to make sure that you get whatever you need to start right, start strong. Doesn't mean you're joining this church, nothing like that. This is between you and Jesus. You're welcome here, of course, but why don't you repeat this after me? You ready? Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. I accept him today as my Saviour and Lord. Amen. Amen. That's simple. So if you would look to your left, to Pastor Steve. If you just go with Pastor Steve for five minutes, take your handbags, whatever you need. That, that'll be good. Give him a round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.